Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zenke. How are you doing today, Carter? Great. I'm eating my pear, and I'm... I can't think of anything around some pear, but I'm ready. Great. Well, let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Alyssa. Hi, Matthew. I am a longtime listener, but second-time player. I am so ready for redemption. Just before this, it was essentially the Rocky montage, except instead of me running up the stairs, it's me Googling European history. Um, <laughs> today, I have uh, my watered-down shy tea, which has never let me down except for last game, which did let me down a little bit, but I believe in its power today. Well, hopefully the chai tea will have a redemption today. And we also have Cecilia. Hi, Matthew and Carter. Um, so like Alyssa said, longtime listener, second time player. This is mine and Alyssa's second time playing against each other on Trivia for Tea. I am very excited to be back again um, today. I'm not drinking tea, but I am drinking a Starbucks vanilla sweet cream cold brew. Ugh. And I actually have a second one on standby because they messed up my order. So I got two of them. So that's mm. nice. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. I did not have a Rocky montage of looking up European history before this. So I think Alyssa is definitely going to have an advantage going into this one, especially if you ask her some more Mussolini questions again. <laughs> Actually, it's all, not, maybe all, not. It's going to be all not. Mussolini, all Mussolini <laughs> questions. Um, well, thank you both for being here again. We're going to have four rounds of questions today, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Well, round one, if you remember, is our first general knowledge round in which you will get five multiple choice questions where each one is worth 10 points. Uh, please choose the answer that you think is correct. Alrighty, Alyssa, you are up first. Are you ready? I am so ready. Let's do this. Question one. Washington, D.C. was designed by what French city planner? His namesake plaza is a metro stop. A, Marquis de Lafayette, B, Pierre L'Enfant, or C, Pierre Beaumarchais? Say A. No, it's Pierre okay. L'Enfant, uh, as in L'Enfant Plaza. Off to a great start. Yeah. Question two. What psychological term describes how someone's positive or negative impression of someone else in one field greatly influences how they view that person in every field? A the angel effect, B, the lover effect, or C, the halo effect? Um, C, the halo effect. That's correct. And it's not just people. Studies have shown that groups, companies, and countries can be influenced by the halo effect. Hmm. Question three. A 1696 index of Jamaican plants by Hans Sloan features the first use of the modern name of what green fruit? A, pear, B, apple or c avocado wow um so this is in jamaica hmm i have no idea i feel like i really want to say pear just because carter already said pear but i feel like that's wrong and he he's leading me in the wrong direction um carter has not seen any pear. of these questions so pear. Uh, it was actually the avocado okay well yeah. thanks a lot carter yeah wait an avocado Thanks. <laughs> okay, question three, four, question four. Which Major League Baseball Hall of Famer does not... Oh my God. 
Which Major League Baseball Hall of Famer does not have a patent? A. Fred Clark, B. Stan Musial, or C. Max Carey? Um. Don't worry, Cecilia, you're getting an equally hard question. How about, how about B? That's correct. Yeah, I know. Yep. I know it is. Because obviously you knew that Fred Clark invented the flip-down sunglasses for fielders. Flip-down sunglasses, of course. Yeah, yep. you took the and, words right into them. And Max Carey um, uh, invented the protective pad to reduce in injuries from players sliding. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Our, our baseball invention aficionado, Alyssa. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, question five. The video game character Mario has what occupation? A, electrician, B, plumber, or C, engineer? B, plumber. That's correct. That's why he jumps in and out of a bunch of pipes. All righty, Cecilia, are you ready for your five questions? Ready as I'll ever be. Okie dokie. Question one. Capital One Arena, the home of the Washington Capitals and Wizards, is located in what neighborhood? A, Chinatown, B, Capitol Hill, or C, the waterfront? Chinatown. That's correct. Question two. Which president's election signaled the end of the Reconstruction era? A, Andrew Johnson, B, Ulysses S. Grant, or C, Rutherford B. Hayes? Rutherford B. Hayes. That's correct. Question three. How many keys are in a standard piano? A, 72, B, 80, or C, 88? I'm going to say 88. That's correct. Okay. Though there are instruments with extended ranges, most notably the 97 key Bosendorfer Imperial. I've played like a 96 key piano, I think, or something. That's awesome. Like that. Yeah. Does it have like an extra octave or a mm -hmm. half an octave on each side? Yeah, I, th I think the one that I played, I think, was on the low end. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. It's in the, the uh, uh, government house in Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. Oh, fancy. Yeah. I yeah you're well-traveled. I forget that <laughs> I wasn't supposed to play it, but the, uh, the tour guide let me. So That was very nice of him. Yes, it was. You'll cherish that memory for the rest of your life, Matthew. I, I know do. You I, have, I have a picture. I have a picture of me. <laughs> Question four. Which Major League Baseball Hall of Famer does not have a patent? A. Craig Biggio, B, Tommy McCarthy, or C, Nolan, uh, Nolan Ryan? I'm going to go with A. No, it's actually C, Nolan Ryan. God. Okay. <laughs> Craig, Craig Biggio um, invented the training aid for a batter. And okay. Tommy McCarthy, McCarthy, Alyssa, obviously knows that Tommy McCarthy invented the cleats that attach to the bottom of shoes. Yes, because Alyssa is our resident baseball expert. <laughs> I could have told you that one, guy. You should have phoned a friend on that one, Cece. I totally could have filled you in. Yeah, yeah. I'll, like, you know, mistakes. I don't know why I was explaining that question. Obviously, Alyssa should have been. Right. Oh, well, next time. Just tag me in next time. I got it. Patch yep. her in. Question five. On top of the U.S. Capitol is a 19-foot-tall bronze statue named after what ideal? A. Freedom, B. Security, or C. Justice? I'm going to say C. Justice. No, it was actually A. Freedom. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, that's the end of round one. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? We are tied after round one, both contestants at 30 points. Excellent.
time for our weekly audience question. If you recall, last week our question was, what is a group of jellyfish called? And the answer to that is a smack, S-M-A-C-K, a smack of jellyfish. Alrighty, for this week's question, the city of Denver is famously located a mile high and its elevation is 5,280 feet above sea level, and it is the state capital of Colorado. But how many state capitals are located at a higher elevation than Denver? So send me your answers, have a think about it, and uh, I will announce the answer next week. Alrighty, now it is time for round two. So Carter, can you please explain the rules? Yes, in round two, you will get open-ended questions to which you should give a response that you think might be correct. Uh, each question here is worth 20 points, and there will be five of them on the same topic for each of you. Alrighty, Alyssa, your topic is not Benito Mussolini, but it is going to be Gerald Ford, who was born July 14th, 1913. Yeah. Alyssa, are you ready? <laughs> question, <I guess. laughs> question one. As a teenager, Ford achieved what rank in the Boy Scouts of America, the only U.S. president to earn the honor? Eagle Scout. Correct. And as I have said before on this podcast, Carter and I are both Eagle Scouts. I was going to say the only reason that I knew that term was that was the only thing that I could think of uh, from, from childhood that you guys had. So oh. it, it basically defines our personality, I'm pretty sure. Fun fact about Carter and Matthew, for you guys listening, they had their Eagle Scout Court of Honors together, and it we was did. very cute. Yep. I remember that. We they were yeah. so, it was so cute. Yes. Eagle Scouts forever. Best I, I, BFFLs. I, I played the organ during, my, uh, during, during our Eagle Court of Honor that night. Instead you, and, of, you guys and Ford. Gerald Ford. Yes. Dream team, I, dream I, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't think that Gerald Ford played the organ um, in his Eagle Scout Court oh. of Honor. I was not able to find that information, <laughs> but oh well. Question two. Ford played college football for what school? Hmm. I'm feeling, I'm feeling that it starts with an I. Let's do, let's do Indiana State. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> sorry, um, Cecilia. Ohio State? No. No, 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 no. He played for the arch rival of Ohio State, the University of Michigan. He played center for the Wolverines from 1932 to 34. And Michigan won the national championships, national championship in 1932 and 33. Okay, I will say that was a very hard question, Matthew. But I will say I was geographically close. It was in the Great Lakes Rust Belt region. Yes, well, and, and Alyssa was also in an adjacent state. Yes, but I don't think Indiana State is a college. The only real. <laughs> well, no, it's real because that's where Larry Bird played college basketball. Oh. And, and he is the only notable person to come out of an Indiana State University, I think. <laughs> at at the risk of Sorry at the risk to our of, audio listeners from Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> at the risk of alienating all of our listeners in Terre Haute, I apologize. Um, I, I hear we're big in Terre Haute. I hope yeah. that's actually where Indiana State is. I think yeah. that's I think that's correct. <laughs> we got an audience out in Indiana. That's pretty lit. Maybe. I don't Not know. I haven't checked the off. haven't checked the map. <laughs> anyway, um, question three. After World War II, Ford served served thirteen terms in the House of Representatives, representing Michigan's fifth district 
centered around what western Michigan city, which now contains his presidential museum? Um, Detroit? No. Okay. Cecilia? Lansing? No. Grand Rapids. Okay. No. His, His museum is located there, but his library is actually located on the University of Michigan's campus in Ann Arbor. Detroit okay. is decidedly eastern Michigan. Yeah, I was like, I was gonna say, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Detroit is in East Michigan, yeah. but I'm not very familiar with Michigan's um, regional state geography. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, it was Grand Rapids. Question four: President Richard Nixon chose Ford as his second vice president after what vice president, originally from Maryland, was forced to resign? <laughs> oh my God, is this a joke? It's Spiro Agnew. Yes, Spiro good job. He was facing... That is redemption right there. I feel it. Yes. Oh my gosh. That may or may not have been why I wrote that question in there. Um, he, was facing, he was facing corruption charges unrelated to the Watergate scandal. Question five. In the 1976 presidential election, Ford was defeated by what governor of Georgia who became the 39th president? 39th, we mm-hmm. said, after Ford. Is it Lyndon B. Johnson? No, Cecilia. No. All right. So the person's from Georgia. So I'm going to assume that he's a Republican. Um, I feel like that's a fair assumption to make, although it could be wrong. I don't think it's ba- I don't think it's Bush Senior, but I'm going to guess Bush Senior anyway. It was actually a Democrat, Jimmy Carter. Oh. Okay. Oh. Oh. Uh, Ford is the only president to never have been elected to the office of vice president or president. Okay. Yes, it was Jimmy Carter. Okay. All righty. Cecilia, your topic is the French Revolution. Okay. Like, I feel like that Alyssa would have been much better suited for that, considering that she just, like, marathoned European history. So if I mess up, then maybe she'll steal some of my points. Well, maybe I intuitively knew that Alyssa was going to study European history, and so I wanted to throw her off with some American history. I'm going to hit you with a fair enough on that one. Okay. And the reason we're doing this is because, question one, on July 14th, 1789, revolutionaries stormed the political prison known as the what? I have no idea, Matthew. I'm going to guess. Um, actually, I'm not even going to guess. I'm just okay. going to pass that off to Alyssa. Alyssa? <laughs> um, I, so the question's about what they stormed? Mm-hmm. I'm, I know it's called the Bastille Day, Bastille. How do you say it? Bastille. Bastille. So we'll say Bastille. That's correct. It was seen. <laughs> <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> uh, it, it was seen as a symbol of the absolute monarchy's abuse of power. Yes. Good job. Question it. two: During the French Revolution, thousands of people were executed by using what machine? Guillotine. Correct. Joseph Ignace Guillotin, although he didn't invent the machine proposed on October 10th, 1789, that executions be carried out by decapitation and that there be no privilege for the nobility. So everybody, regardless of your standing, went to the guillotine. Question three. What king of France was sent to the guillotine on January 21st, 1793? Louis V? No. Alyssa? Um, Louis VI. Louis XVI. Oh, okay. Wow. 
No, so sorry. We were a little off on that one. Yeah. yeah, we were about a decade <laughs> off. It's fine. Well, um, well, a lot of decades. Well, but you know what I mean, like number. Ten, ten kings off. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunate. Um, it's okay, though. He was buried in an unmarked grave in the cemetery where those guillotined were buried. Um, but then his remains were transferred by order of his brother, Louis the Eighteenth in 1815 to the Basilica of St. Denis. Question four. The downfall of Maximilien Robespierre in July 1794 marked the end of what period of the French Revolution? Uh, I know that the French Revolution was very barbaric. Like, there were just a lot of people getting their heads chopped off. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really know what the end of that like really violent period of the French Revolution is called like what the actual technical term of it is. So I'm going to pass that off to Alyssa. Okay. Alyssa. Um that's a little it's a little less surface level than what I gathered. So uh, <laughs> 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 uh um I'm going to have to pass. I'm going to have to pass on that one. Okay. This was called the Reign of Terror. Okay. Robespierre encouraged the execution of over 17,000 people over the course of about two years. Okay. So, guillotine. like, I understood the concept. I just didn't know yes. what it was called. Yes. No, you, you were on the right. You were certainly in the right mindset. So, I would have gotten partial credit if it was a written question. Um, yes, but unfortunately, okay. no, it's fine. Not, this just, kind, not that kind of show. I understand that. I'm just trying to make myself feel better so that <laughs> yes, I don't yes, feel yes. like an idiot. <laughs> yes. No. And, and, and we're all about making each other feel better on this podcast. Of course. Positive vibes only. Okay. And finally, question five. On November 9th, 1799, the coup of the 18th Brumaire is viewed by most historians as the end to the French Revolution, and it brought whom to power as first consul? Napoleon. Correct. Napoleon Bonaparte. At the time, he ruled with the second and third consuls. He then crowned himself emperor in 1804. Yes, I know that he crowned himself emperor at some point, but I also know that like him coming to France and him being like formally recognized as like in charge of France marked the end of the French Revolution. Yep. And that's what this was. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And the, uh, Brumaire was the name of the month because they, they like redid their calendar. Um, and uh, Brumaire was one of the months, mm -hmm. but it didn't, it didn't quite correspond to our calendars necessarily. No, the interesting like thing about the French calendar is that like they marked like the first year of the French calendar is like the year in which like the year that like Bastille Day happened, right? Yeah, I believe so. And so that happened like several hundred years after the AD the BC AD transition. The like seventeen hundred years. Yeah. Or eighteen hundred years after yeah. Yeah, several hundred. Yes, yes, that's true. That's true. Um but yeah, I think that's super interesting. Like that's something mm -hmm. I learned about in um some of my classes that I took, which is that like telling time, like how different societies record time is really important for understanding the human geography. So like, that's super interesting. There so. you go. Our resident geography expert. Yes. Cecilia O'Neill. The French calendar. We yeah, love our, that for us. Our French calendar expert as well. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of round two. So Carter, can you please give us a score update? We are almost tied. Uh, Alyssa has 80 points and Cecilia has 70.
Now it is time for round three. So Carter, can you please explain the rules? Round three is like round two, but the questions are worth a little more points. Uh, in this case, they're worth 30 points each. And as I failed to say last time, if you do not correctly answer this question, your opponent can answer for half points or 15 this round. Alyssa, are you ready for your five questions? Of course. Okay, question one. What interstate highway is also known as the Baltimore Beltway? Um, hmm. I feel like you think you're throwing softballs at me by having it in my state, but I think, I'm, I think it makes it worse. Um, the Beltway, like 270? No, Cecilia? Um, I want to say that it's like, I don't know what it is, but it's whatever the interstate that intersects 95 in Baltimore but I don't know which one that is. Um, so I'm going to guess, and I'm going to say that it's like 72. No. Okay. It's I-695. Okay. That's yeah. fine. But I was correct where it is. So Yes, 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 you are. And okay. it, and it's, it's, you know, the same numbering scheme as our Beltway, which is 495. Okay. Uh, so, but it is 695 up there. Okay. Question two. Jiggering and jollying are examples of techniques used in what practice of creating containers from clay or mud? Pottery. Correct. Yes. Oh. Question three. What hairstyle is referred to as business in the front, party in the back? <laughs> uh, the mullet, of course. The mullet. That's correct. Carter, can we anticipate seeing a mullet on you at any point? in the near future. I don't think so. Okay. Oh my gosh, please, Carter. <laughs> Carter, if you ever want a mullet, I actually, I'm very skilled in that. I've given multiple mullets before, so. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad I have so many resources to draw from. <laughs> uh, question four. In the year 1045 BC, the city of Jisheng was built marking the start of that area's evolution into what modern Chinese city of over 21 million inhabitants, the largest national, national capital in the world? Uh, Beijing. Correct. And finally, question five. St. Mark's Cathedral in Cairo is the ecclesiastical seat of what Christian denomination that follows the Alexandrian rite? Protestant? No. Cecilia, this is, this is a deep cut. Um, can you, so the Alexandrian, right? Mm -hmm. They're not Baptists. That's too generic. No, no, it's not. It's not Baptist. This is a deep cut. Um, Quakers, I, maybe? Are no. they Quakers? No, no I, no, I have no. no idea, Matthew. No, this is the Coptic Church or Coptic I, what Orthodox is that? Church. I, I, you'd have to ask Mason. He wrote the question. He wrote the question. <laughs> So I, I learned I something about world religions today. Yeah, there you Do go. Do you know anything about them, Matthew? Can you no, give us any fun facts? I, I actually don't know anything. <laughs> and Mason <laughs> did not include a fun fact with this. So we can only we can only guess. You should you should talk to him about that because I now I don't I feel like I didn't feel like I don't I didn't learn anything from this. <laughs> now I'm just more confused. Well, our next our next week's episode will be entirely um, dedicated to the Coptic Orthodox Church, I believe. No. <laughs> so, thank you. Yeah, I will so, definitely tune in. <laughs> yes, yes, tune in to learn more. 
Alrighty, um, Cecilia, are you ready for your five questions? Yes, sir. They're all about the Coptic Orthodox Church. Wonderful. Amazing. Iconic. Um, question one. What interstate highway runs from the Capitol Beltway in Bethesda to I-70 in Frederick, Maryland? 270. Correct. Yes. Question two. In 2019, German Namibian artist Max Zidentopf installed a solar-powered MP3 and speaker set in the middle of the Namibian desert to play what Toto mega-hit song? Africa. Correct. Question three. The Ozark Mountains are primarily located in Arkansas and what show-me state? Mississippi. No. Alyssa? Um, did you say show-me state? Show-me state. That's the state's nickname, or one of the state's nicknames. Oh, yeah, that helped. Um... <laughs> I'm glad. Um, Kentucky. No, it's Missouri. No. Okay. And it, it includes places like, like Branson, which is a big entertainment destination for country music people and stuff like that. So See, I wouldn't, the, have, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known that. I'm not super familiar with like the nitty gritty of that part of the United States. You're, you're not an expert on uh, the state of Missouri. I'm, I'm really not. Oh, um, okay. Well, I there's not much one. going on there. Mm. Well, we, okay. So we've just alienated our Missouri <laughs> audience and our Arkansas audience. We've lost Indiana so far. It, it's, it's been a rough, rough episode. All righty. And finally, question five. The translation of the old Greek word apocalypsis lends its name to what biblical book? Apostles? No. No. Al Alyssa. All right. Um, I'll just throw a shout out to our host here. How about the book of Matthew? Oh, <laughs> well, that's certainly the best book of the Bible, as I like to say. Um, but no, it's not. It's not that book. It's the book of Revelation, because John has the vision of the end of time, the apocalypse. So anyway, that's the end of round three. So Carter, um, can you please give us a score update? Starting to see some separation here with Alyssa at 170 and Cecilia at 130. All right, so now it's time for round four. So Carter, can you please explain the rules? Round four is our showdown where you have three questions, each worth 30 points. And we're gonna ask you to write down your answers to those questions as I see you all are already doing. This is fantastic. Alyssa, yes. Cecilia, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Question one, what major battle in the War of 1812, which featured future President Andrew Jackson, was fought after the war was officially over? Uh, do we have answers, guesses? We have guesses, that's okay. for sure. Alrighty, um, Alyssa, what is your guess? Um, I have Arkansas on the brain, so I said um, battle, <laughs> battle of Little Rock. Okay, um, Cecilia? I said the Alamo with three question marks and then in parentheses, mm. this is deaf wrong. Um, uh, it is, it is deaf wrong. Um, this, the answer well, is right on the answer card. So I feel like that's, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, partial, not really partial credit for that. Um, the answer is the battle of new Orleans. It took place on January 8th, 1815. 18 days after the signing of the Treaty of Ghent, which ended the war on December 24th, 1814. 
But the U.S. I didn't even know that the Treaty of Ghent was a thing. So Uh, there you go. Uh, See, now you're learning stuff. Um, uh, But the U.S. had not ratified the treaty and would not until February 16th because news of the treaty had not yet reached the U.S. from Europe. Question two. Which U.S. state only has three road border crossings with Mexico? Okay. Alyssa, what is your answer? The answer is Nevada. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Cecilia? I said California. Well, you're you're both wrong. Um, um, I, really I w- doesn't touch the border. <laughs> uh, Alyssa, I was I was hoping that this time you would you would answer a state that was actually on the U.S. Mexico border. No, I think I said, I think I said Utah last time. You, you, you did. did. You did. Which Nevada was which also is... isn't on the border. I don't know. Is that more south? At no. least. Well, sort of. Yes, but still not on not the border. Not really. <laughs> I just knew it was. I didn't think it was going to be California because I always think when the answer is California, it's a trick question. Well, which one is it then? Is it Arizona? Um, it, the answer is New Mexico. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, because it it has the shortest border with Mexico. Um, only enough. three crossings, all of them with the Mexican state of Chihuahua. Question three: Brian Selznick is an award-winning author who wrote the book that was the basis for what 2011 film? Do we have any guesses? I just want to say this is one of my all-time favorite books. Alyssa, do you have a guess? Ryan, who, what is the name again? Brian Selznick. Okay. I don't know, but when you tell me, it's really going to upset me because I, I feel like I should know. I really feel like I should know, but I don't know. Cecilia? I don't feel like that this would be one of your favorite books, but it's the only one that comes to mind, which is The Maze Runner. No, it's not that. This is The Invention of Hugo Cabaret, and it was turned into the movie Hugo in 2011. Yep, that's more on brand for you than The Maze Runner. I literally wrote probably a half a dozen book reports on that book over the course of about four or five years. Yeah, that was like your... Ender's Game for me. I wrote that was so my go-to. Many... Yeah, I read that so many times. You know what? That's on brand for you, Matthew. Like it's on brand. I that suits you really well. I should go read that book. Actually, it's a great book. You've inspired me. Oh, thank you. I never stray from my brand. You have a I'm... very distinct brand. I do. Carter, that's the end of the game. So, what's the final score? Let me check my notes here. The score has not changed. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa has 170 points. And Cecilia has 130. Hey, Alyssa, you got redemption. Do you have anything that you'd I like feel, to say? I feel fantastic. I I want to thank mainly Spiro Agnew. I feel like he really came <laughs> up for me today. Like the spirit of Spiro. <laughs> but I don't even know. This this his spirit is with me today, and I really feel it. Um and I want to thank our lovely hosts and co-hosts. This was a great game. I am so excited for part three, right, Cecilia? Oh, absolutely. We will 100% be back. Coming oh, soon, of course. Put will? us on the schedule. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Is that some yes. residency from our No, 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 no. 
Matthew, we'll, we'll we're like going to be we're going to be reoccurring guests on your show. Yeah. yeah. Every season. There's a lot of there's a lot of fans that request us on the pod all the time in the comments. They're all like, "Where's Alyssa and Cece?" <laughs> you know what, Alyssa? We should do. We should switch it up one day, and we should write questions and ask them questions, like I ask completely... them like pop culture questions. Matthew just visibly cringed, and I don't. <laughs> care. For the audio listeners here, Matthew just cringed. I don't care. We're gonna do it. <laughs> that has to do it. It's it's opposite day. Yeah, um, you know what? I'm gonna win back our audience from Arkansas, you know, <laughs> Missouri, Indiana, Ohio, the yeah. great Midwest. I am. We're redeeming you next. So, yeah, that's my that's my whole closing monologue for. It. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to? T- <laughs> do you want me to say that again? So we can. No. <laughs> No. No, 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 that's okay. That's okay. I, I, I think our, I think our fans um, understand that when they see Alyssa and Cecilia pop up um, on their feed, they know, oh, it's going to be a long one. <laughs> Just after one episode, they already know. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, brand. <laughs> you know what, Matthew, you have your brand and Alyssa and I have our brand. That is, that is very true. So. That is very true. Uh, well, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Alyssa and Cecilia, for being on the show again, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper, and Mason Cook for composing the music and contributing some questions. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform, and leave us a review if you enjoyed it, unless you're in Indiana or Missouri or Arkansas, in which please don't say anything bad about us. Uh, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea, and feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show, or if you would like to submit some questions. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye.